Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Welcome to Market View. I'm Ryan Huang. Happy Friday. We are closer to the weekend and I hope you're having a good start already. But how's the mood in the market right now? Well, let's take a look. Not too good. Asian markets are in the red, at least so far. And we are looking at Australian markets underwater, quite deep by 1.5%. So those worries about a potential recession on the horizon, weighing on stocks of mining and commodities companies. And the likes of iron ore producer Rio Tinto among the top losers in Australia. Korean markets are down 0.8% and Japanese markets underwater by 0.1%. And this pretty much tracks the negative leads we had overnight on Wall Street. US stocks dropping for a fifth straight session as we see those fears linger over more aggressive rate hikes as well as the big banks kicking off the earnings season with disappointing results. That saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average down 0.5% around 140 points to 30,630 that trimming early losses of as much as 600 points. The S&P 500 was down 0.3% to 3,790 and the Nasdaq Composite managing to squeeze out a small gain of 11,000 or rather 0.03% to 11,251. So all in, we are looking at a rather weak session. Stocks on track to finish the week in negative territory. And looking at those earnings, JP Morgan Chase and Morgan Stanley kicking, kicking things off with some troublesome results that could signal further shock ahead for the reporting season. JP Morgan Chase shares were down 3.5% after a bank added to the reserves for bad loans on those potential recession fears and is also halting its share buybacks, so signaling a more cautious economic outlook. CEO Jamie Dimon warning that the economy could take a hit from surging inflation, geopolitical tensions and dwindling consumer confidence sometime down the road. Continuing that trend, Morgan Stanley shares were down 0.4% on the back of a sharp decline in investment banking revenue. So the uncertainty in the backdrop, just holding back IPOs and all the investment fees taking a bit of a hit. Goldman Sachs shares were down nearly 3% and they report their earnings on Monday. So these results just raising further concerns that the earnings estimates in the past few months may perhaps have been too optimistic. And the latest numbers we are seeing from banks are just toning down those expectations right now. And in terms of losers overnight, we had the energy sector among the top losers alongside materials and financials. Energy companies like Halliburton, Diamondback Energy and EOG Resources down more than 3% each. That was alongside falling oil prices amid prospects of a softer demand outlook. WTI hitting its lowest levels in five months at around $96 per barrel. Brand crude is trading just over $99 per barrel. Big technology stocks were mixed overnight. We had IT as a sector up nearly 1%. Apple shares added 2% and Nvidia gained more than 1%. The likes of Meta Platforms and Salesforce, though, were down. And jitters in the markets leading to investors flocking to some safe haven currencies. The US dollar is one of them and that is seeing the dollar spot index higher by 1.2% to a reading of 1,304. So that is its highest levels in over 20 years. And that is off the back of higher expectations of a more aggressive 
Fed. And look at the dollar versus the Sing dollar. It's at 1.403. The euro versus the US dollar, just above parity right now, 1.0001. So that's the picture overnight on Wall Street. Let's take a look at what we have across the STI, the Singapore markets, now on a two-day losing streak. And looking at the action so far this morning, it is just slightly recovering. 0.04% in the green at 3,091. Among some of the notable names to watch out for, we have Jardine, Saka and Carriage. They are making the news for making an unconditional voluntary takeover offer for nearly 10% of what they do not already own in Malaysia-listed Saka and Carriage Bintang at 2 ringgit and 70 cents a share. So that is one to watch for Jardine, Saka and Carriage. Another one is Enotech, the precision metal components firm. They have issued a bit of a profit warning saying they will be expecting to report a net loss when they report results in mid-August. And they are attributing this to soaring costs of labour and manufacturing as well as higher cost of raw materials due to disruptions to the global supply chain. So those two stocks to watch in Singapore markets. And let's bring in Dan Koh, who is helping to cover Michelle Martin this week to talk about what's on his radar. Morning, Dan. Hey, good morning, Ryan. How's everything going so far? So far, so good. Well, happy Friday, Dan. Happy Friday, TGIF indeed. So making the headlines this morning, one thing we're watching out for is that it looks like US-listed China stocks are not doing very well overnight. We have Alibaba for example, who is facing an inquiry in China in connection with a data theft case renewed regulatory concerns broadly. Mm. So executives from Alibaba Group Cloud Decision have been summoned by talks by authorities in China in connection with theft of vast police database, one of the, one of the nation's largest security breaches. So the news coupled with reports on Monday that China hit tech giants with regulatory fine is denting investors' sentiment on the group so far after the rally in June. Uh, what do you think about this? Yeah, this is a really tough one because it is testing the investors' appetites for Chinese tech firms. It's been going back and forth in the past few years. We've seen a crackdown on these big tech firms and then we have some signs that things might ease up and then there's some optimism, you know, the worst was over. And then you have something like this again where you have fines on these big tech companies and this is unlikely to be over anytime soon. So we could be in for more pressure on Chinese tech stocks and we've seen that playing out in the Nasdaq Golden Dragon China Index which was down 2.2%, weekly drop 7.7%. So that is something to well look at if you are interested in going to Chinese tech stocks. The crackdown, that is still seeing some jitters play out in that space. Looks like it's a constant ping pong battle then. Yeah, talking about tech, you've got your eye on Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. So what do you think about having dual personalities online? (laughs) I think it is an evolution of how people are using their devices. You know, when people go to work, they right. sometimes have two phones, one for work and one for their own personal life. So yeah. maybe it's time for that to play out elsewhere as well in social media. Perhaps, perhaps. Well, right now, Meta platforms will be letting more users create multiple profiles with their Facebook accounts. And this is the company's latest attempt to encourage posting and sharing on its social network. So as part of the test, Facebook members will be able to create as many as four additional profiles. And each one of them would not have to include a real person's name or identity. Now, wouldn't that make mm. it a bit hard to, you know, decipher which is the, the scams and right? <laughs> On balance, I would say this is a positive because I like it when companies come up with 
new features, innovations. It really shows that they are trying to, you know, just come up with new things to stay ahead. And I think having more profiles does have its benefits. I'm looking at some of the details showing that it will allow you to be able to show different pictures to different people. So if you have a Facebook account and you're worried about adding your colleagues, for example, you don't mean to see your holiday pictures for some reason, then yeah. then maybe you could put me on a certain profile. And if you want someone else to see those pictures, you could then add them in another group. So that's something I think that's lacking right now where you might be worried about adding your boss, your colleagues, maybe your mom. No, But now with different profiles, you could maybe have a different side of you to show different people. Yeah, it's a separation of your, your lifestyle and your, your work, right? Yeah, it's that, I think evolution of privacy and the controls that maybe um, you can now have um, just to manage your social media. Yeah, that's one way to think about. And um, on that same note, we're going to turn our attention now to NFTs. And in NFTs, we OpenSea, the world's largest marketplace for non-fungible tokens, they will be cutting about 20% of its stuff in the latest series of layoffs that has been rocking the crypto industry as the digital asset prices continue to plummet. Now, what's happening is Chief Executive Devin Vincer recently announced that they will be cutting jobs mm. and they warned of a prolonged downturn amid the collapse in crypto prices and broader economic instability. Now, OpenSea currently has 769 employees. The cuts would eliminate more than 150 jobs. How do you think it's going to impact the company? Yeah, it's a sign of the times, so how things are playing out for the crypto space. People are saying winter is here for the sector and it certainly looks like it's not any time soon that it'll be over. You've got yet another tech company, in this case, crypto company, cutting jobs. And we've seen many companies talk about slowing down hiring, in some cases, cutting jobs. And OpenSea is cutting 20%, like you mentioned. And this is off the back of what we've seen recently. Coinbase also cutting about 18% of its workforce, about 1,100 jobs. And that comes off the back of how many traders or investors have been selling off their crypto and many of them have gone bankrupt in some cases. So it is a tough time for the crypto space and it reflects how that golden time or the boom years may be over for now and they have to cut back after being so optimistic about expansion and growth. So the appetite for crypto is no longer the same as it was before and they have to right-size their operations right now. So it's likely to continue to play out um, and I think it won't be the end of it because if you talk about risk appetite for assets right now, as we see interest rates go up, people are not going to be favouring these type of things as much as before. So this is uh, one to watch in the crypto space. Just a quick question. Do you own any NFTs, Ryan? No, I still haven't wrapped my head around how this really works. So I'm not too sure if uh, I'm the right target for this. Right? <laughs> All right. How about you? Are you a fan of NFTs? I used to own one. I mean, I you think so you sold it off. I couldn't sell it off. Oh, okay, what is the NFT? It's uh, it's called Bone Wool, I think. Okay, what does it look it's, like? Uh, it looks like a skull. And oh, okay. it's, uh, yeah, it's a 3D image of a skull and it's pretty cool. And, you know, if they, I think they've been following with a lot of projects, but I haven't really been okay, catching up on it. What made you so. buy in the first place? Influence from friends. Okay. <laughs> so you were hoping to, I guess, sell it off at some point? Yeah, I was hoping to flip it over. Okay, uh, how much was it? I got it at about, if I'm not wrong, 60. Okay, so you can't sell it because... 
because right now the floor price is a little All bit right. too low. You don't want to sell it at a loss. No, we don't. okay. I'm not sure if anyone wants to buy it anyways. So I'm not sure. You either. might have to hold on to it for a bit longer. It's a good poster. <laughs> no, uh, hold on to it and pass it on to your son or something next. Probably. Time. <laughs> All right. All right, that's Market View on Money FM 89.3. Uh, we'll catch you again next week. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.